Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 407. As part of our movie reviews for adults, today we're talking about the new film Ford v. Ferrari. We've all likely seen the ads, promos, trailers, etc. for the new Ford vs. Ferrari movie. I saw the movie yesterday, and I want to share my review, plus a couple recordings from the film, including one from Matt Damon about his role. Now, though, let's listen as the cast talks about how Ford needs to think like Ferrari and what victory at Le Mans will mean to Ford. In the last three years, you and your marketing team have presided over the worst sales slump in U.S. history. Why exactly should Mr. Ford listen to you? Because we've been thinking wrong. Ferrari. Now, they've won four out of the last five Le Mans. We need to think like Ferrari. Ferrari makes fewer cars in a year than we make in a day. (laughs) We spend more on toilet paper than they do on their entire output. You want us to think like them. Enzo Ferrari will go down in history as the greatest car manufacturer of all time. Why? Is it because he built the most cars? It's because of what his cars mean. Victory. Ferrari wins at Le Mans. People, they they want some of that victory. Now, what if the Ford badge meant victory and meant it where it counts with the first group of 17-year-olds in history with money in their pockets? This would take years decades to test and develop a race team capable of taking out Ferrari. Ferrari's bankrupt. Enzo has spent every lira he's got chasing perfection. You know something? He got there. And now he's broke. Of course, we all know the backstory The backstory of this film is that it is really set in 1959 for right in that sweet spot for our Not Old Better Show audience. In 1959, Carol Shelby, played by Matt Damon, is on top of the world after winning the most difficult race in all of motorsports, the 24 Hours of Le Mans. But his greatest triumph is followed quickly by a crushing blow. The fearless Texan is told by doctors that a grave heart condition will prevent him from ever racing again. Endlessly resourceful, Matt Damon's character, Carol Shelby, reinvents himself as a car designer and salesman who's working out of a warehouse space in Venice Beach, California, with a team of engineers and mechanics that includes hot-tempered test driver Ken Miles, who's played by Christian Bale, a champion British race car driver and a devoted family man. Ken Miles is brilliant behind the wheel, but he's also blunt, arrogant, and unwilling to compromise. After Shelby's vehicles make a strong showing at Le Mans against Italy's venerable Enzo Ferrari, Ford Motor Company recruits the firebrand visionary to design the ultimate race car, a machine that can beat even Ferrari on the unforgiving French track. Determined to succeed against overwhelming odds, Shelby, Miles, and their ragtag crew 
battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to develop a revolutionary vehicle that will outshine every competitor. But their tireless efforts take a difficult toll for these bold men. Victory comes at a price. Let's listen as Matt Damon and Christian Bale talk about their characters' lives, what's at stake, and making history together for Mr. Shelby. Mr. Shelby, what's it take to win the 24 hours of Le Mans? You need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. This is a wonderful era in motor racing history, but is more than a racing movie. All right, here we go. The movie does a really wonderful job of showing that two guys who are very different can come together and attempt to do the impossible. What a plan. It's high risk. Extremely high risk. The odds are against them, and despite that, they know what it's like to persist, and they never give up. This is a crossroads in both of their lives. It's incredibly relatable. If you do this, make sure it's worth it. You really feel what's at stake. Together, we're gonna make history. The movie is long, but I will tell you right up front that I loved it. The film is overall breathtaking in its excitement. The car's beautiful, and the car scenes are expertly shot. This isn't computer-enhanced imagery or green screen anything. These drivers experienced all of this as they were pushing themselves and their cars to the limit. Actually, in an age of incredibly computer-enhanced action movies, there is this profoundly analog and real and grittiness about the film and the real roar of these beasts, the cars, their engines, and the danger involved. The characters are riding a thin aluminum shell at 200 miles an hour around a track. The miracle that was their daring and their survival under these circumstances was something that I really enjoyed. You know, further on the subject of computer-aided design, today we have computer-aided design everything, and we can postulate with much greater accuracy what's going to work and what isn't. These drivers had to get in cars in which there was no idea whether they'd hold together. There is no way with a pencil and an abacus you could know that. You just had to build the car and drive the car and see if it blew up around you. There's a romance to that kind of daring and risk-taking and getting dirty with your own ambitions. The film does a great job of extolling the virtues of this car-making process. Interestingly, virtually every sequence of the Ford versus Ferrari film was shot on location. So for the early scenes at the legendary Ford factory known as Ford River Rogue Complex, or just the Rogue in Dearborn, Michigan, the production filmed inside a 100-year-old former steel factory in downtown Los Angeles. The 15,000-square-foot warehouse structure was outfitted with an assembly line and conveyor belt system to become the massive automobile plant where 1963 Ford Falcons are in the process of being assembled. The factory scenes required 24 Falcons to be displayed in various states of completion. Rather than build the Ford Falcons from scratch, the car coordinator, Rick Collins, scoured Craigslist, eBay, and other used car sites to purchase Ford Falcons 
from that same era. And then either strip the cars bare or refurbish the interior and exterior of the light blue vehicles to create the illusion they were brand new off the assembly line. It's, this is just a remarkable scene. They're all real cars and there's no fiberglass. They're all out of real metal, totally restored. Even the paint is the same paint that was used out of the Ford color book in 1963. Really fascinating. Ford, as a company, for marketing purposes, wants to appeal to the young people of the day looking to buy their first cars. And the company wants to focus on speed. They believe if Ford had winning race cars, their consumer automobiles would become that much more attractive by association. Since no company produced faster or sexier cars than Enzo Ferrari, an acquisition of the European car maker seems to be the answer in the film. An envoy of top executives is dispatched from Ford to Ferrari's headquarters to negotiate the purchase of the European car maker, only to return to Michigan empty-handed. Outraged, Ford CEO Henry Ford II immediately places his right-hand man, Senior Vice President Leo Beebe, in charge of a new high-tech race car division the Ford Advanced Vehicles Division that's tasked with quickly building a car that will beat Ferrari at their own game, defeating them at the Mount Everest of motor racing, the 24 Hours of Le Mans. The Ford Advanced Vehicles team builds the exciting-looking GT40 Mark I, but its first outing at Le Mans in 1964 ends miserably. All three models fail to finish the race while Ferraris place first, second, and third. Finishing fourth is the Shelby Daytona Cobra Coupe, a fact that Ford does not fail to notice. Ford hires Carroll Shelby to develop, test, and ultimately oversee the corporation's entire racing program, but Shelby's lead test driver, Ken Miles, complicates the relationship. The outspoken Miles quickly makes an enemy of Beebe, who does his best to manipulate Shelby and box out Miles at every turn. Still, against impossible odds and virtually non-stop corporate interference, Shelby and his team, which also includes chief engineer Phil Remington and young British mechanic Charlie Akapu, build one of the greatest race cars ever produced, the Ford GT40 MK2. The vehicle changed the perception of both Ford and America itself when it took part in one of the most infamous racing showdowns in history, the 1966 running of Le Mans. A triumphant yet bittersweet story straight out of history, Ford versus Ferrari is one of the most legendary tales in the history of motorsports. Carroll Shelby, working closely with his spirited test driver Ken Miles, develops this revolutionary car that bests a fleet of vehicles built by the Italian racing legend Enzo Ferrari at the 1966 running of the 24-hour of Le Mans. This is a story of a group of unconventional thinkers who overcome incredible odds to achieve something extraordinary through sheer inventiveness, determination, and force of will. Here's Matt Damon describing his character and what Carol Shelby is all about. They were both old. They were both in their 40s. Like, Miles was at the end of his run, really, and this was his last chance. And so the movie really follows that dynamic, that relationship and all those dynamics within it um, as these 
two guys who are very different but have a deep and abiding respect for each other uh, attempt to do the impossible. What I loved about it when I first read it was that it, it's incredibly relatable. Um, because this relationship is the centerpiece of the movie, um, but, but you, you, you really feel what this means to both of them individually. You, 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 you go into the, back to the home with Ken Miles and you see his relationship with his wife and his son. You see what's at stake and the crossroads he's at, um, the financial trouble he's in. And you get that with Shelby as well. You know, this, this is an inflection point in both of their lives. Um, they need each other in order to have the outcome that they both need to have happen. Um, but they fight like brothers, you know, which is, um, you know, they drive each other pretty, you know, crazy, which, which, is, a lot of, which is a lot of fun. It's like a classic uh, buddy movie. This movie is really a, a pretty classic underdog story. Um, at the time, uh, in the Le, the Le Mans 24-hour race, it, it was dominated by Ferrari, and uh, uh, it seemed every year he would go, and every year <clears throat> he would win. And he was just the master uh, builder and designer of these of these beautiful cars that were that were you know. Uh, famous around the world for being kind of the epitome of perfection. Ford versus Ferrari is a real David and Goliath story and one where America shines brightly, but not overly so in a jingoistic manner, but genuinely tough, smart, and resilient. Just the way we love movies to be. The characters are reluctant heroes, people who live by a strong moral code all their own, often idiosyncratic, sometimes less than law-abiding, but true to their values. We want to be moved to cry and to be inspired. This movie is all of that and more. This is a great date night film, so I suggest going early and try seeing it in IMAX. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go again, and this time to our local IMAX, I'm gonna take my son for a car flick for the family. Enjoy this movie, you'll love it. My thanks to EPK for help with the Matt Damon clip, which isn't original to me. My thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Talk about better, the Not Old Better Show. Thanks everybody.